Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. This episode is brought to you guys by Team Boss Bodies. Have you ever wanted to prep for a show but have nowhere to start? Are you that person who has no interest in prepping for a show at all, but you just want to get that really nice bikini bod? Or have you already accomplished your bikini bod and you've already been on stage, but you just want something a little bit more in your prep? You're just really ready to take it to the next level. Are you someone who wants to try a healthy approach to this dieting game? You want individualized attention and someone to be your guide telling you exactly what to do and when to do it and to also be your number one supporter. If you want to feel a part of a community where all of your goals really matter and you're achieving results and the results are actually maintainable, then I am so excited to invite you into the club. Team Boss Bodies is exactly for you. We specialize in women's health. We help women to reach their health and fitness goals. We believe in keeping food as high as possible and cardio as low as possible. We customize your meal plans to your likes and your dislikes. And we also create a plan that is sustainable for your life for the long haul. You also have the option of choosing a more flexible plan if you want to count macros. Each plan includes your training, nutrition, cardio, and supplementation. Plans are adjusted weekly to a bi-weekly basis, and you are checking in twice a week. There's ongoing assessment to target your strengths and your weaknesses, weekly consultations, and ongoing guidance. You get 24-7 access to your coaches through text and email. And let's not forget our perks. We have a Facebook group that's going to help keep you accountable and invite you into a community that loves you and that is on the same journey as you. And team shows to get all of our girls involved. So if this is for you and you're ready to give it a try, you can go to teambossbodies.com slash apply and use the code Bikini Diaries for 15% off your packages. Now let's get into the episode. Yay, it's Tuesday already, the best day of the week, because it is time to talk bikini. Every Tuesday, the Bikini Diaries podcast launches an episode where I interview bikini professionals and their journey to the stage. I absolutely love this podcast and how it has helped girls who either have an interest in competing, are wanting to turn pro, wanting to compete, or are a professional themselves and want to get more insight from other professionals. This platform is extremely precious and it is thriving with the help of all of you. Every time that you share or you tell a friend all the little goodies that you've heard, it really helps out other competitors 
and other people who are really trying hard to become a better athlete. So I just want to stop and say thank you, thank you so much. I am so excited for this episode because the woman that is coming on today has been in this bikini game since 2013. She is an owner of her own bikini team. She has been to the Olympia and even placed third at the Arnold Classic Bikini International. She has an intrinsic mind and it is no surprise that she has gotten to where she is today. You can tell that she is really, really passionate about what she does. And after listening to this podcast, you will learn many, many tips from her about how to improve in your personal fitness journey. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional Casey Torres, formerly known as Casey Samsel. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited to have you on today. Super happy to be here. I'm sorry. I have. We ran into each other at the Tampa Pro. That was awesome. Yeah, I, it was such a treat for me. I actually saw you at another show with Hannah, and um, she's like, "I'm gonna go run up to her and talk to her." She's like, "You want to come?" And I was like, "No, I think I'm. I think I'm fine. I think I'm a little scared right now. Maybe next time." <laughs> Oh my gosh, no, never be scared. I'm such a goofball. But I remember that was it was a moment that I had, but it was nice that I, you know, got the courage <laughs> to come up to you a second time and and that was that was nice. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we all have our moments, right? Definitely. So I'm really excited to go ahead and get started. We're gonna start okay. with a bikini hack. It's just gonna be a series of quick questions to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us where are you from? Um, I'm originally born and raised uh, in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. And where do you currently live now? We're in Nashville. My husband and I moved down here three years ago. How old are you? 29. And what do you do for a living? I'm a coach. I'm the coach of Team Casey. Awesome. And how many years have you been competing? I've been competing since early 2013. And when and where did you get your pro card? I got my pro card at North Americans in 2014. Wow. It sounds like such a long time ago. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy. What's your favorite quote that keeps you going? Um, besides life is short, eat the donut. Um, probably if it was easy, everyone would do it. Oh my God. That's so funny. Life is short, eat the donut. I've never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I sign everything with. It's oh, just, I love that. It just rolls right from the soul, you know? <laughs> Definitely. I love that. So name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. Um, integrity. Okay. That's, a, that's extremely important. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. I think to function and work with integrity and honesty is super, super important to your success at the end of the day. And what keeps you motivated? Oh my gosh. So many things. So... I believe in timing and everything happens for a reason type of thing too. So the timing of everything that happens in my life keeps me motivated. So, you know, you push through things and then you, and you know, I, I do find reward at the end of, of really hard, you know, trial and error types of things. Um, I have my team, Casey, those girls are tremendous. They're so amazing. So for me to get up on stage and inspire them is obviously going to be something that motivates me to, to do that too. So 
and to be a professional year round, they also bring me that motivation as well. Yeah, definitely. So an even deeper question, like what is your why? Why do you compete? Um, I never liked anything else. Okay. <laughs> I, I, um, I literally never liked anything else. I tried to do, um, I tried to go to college for uh, special education, marketing, a, a couple different things. And I just never liked anything. I moved around a couple times. I never fell in love with anything. And then um, I ended up just kind of being discovered. I did my first show and I fell in love with it. And it just has just opened my life up to so many different things. Amazing things. Wow. Yeah. I feel like so many people can relate. Yeah, I agree. So bring us back. What was your greatest bikini moment? I'm sure you have so many. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, my greatest bikini moment had to have been the 2018 Arnold inter uh, Bikini International. Wow. Um, because I had a lot of um, perspective handed to me in full buckets um, that prep, and I ended up being third at the Arnold. So that was probably my most proudest moment. Hmm. Okay, I'm kind of curious about those perspectives that were handed to you. <laughs> Maybe yeah, we'll I mean, we can dive in if you'd like to. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, so um, the last question of the bikini hack, and this is our favorite. If you could pick one, what would be your absolute favorite? Prepping, stage day, or post-show treats? Oh, boy. Um, stage day or post-show treats? Oh, probably prep. And I, I think... Do a lot of people say prep? <laughs> no, I mean, everyone says different things. Um, I think prep is my favorite because you know what you're going to get post-show. And stage day is always a good time. And, you know, you always look really great. And it's usually the easy part. So um, I like the challenge of prep because I've been able to successfully coach myself to the Olympia twice in my career. So I like that trial and error. I like that personal perspective. I like the emotion. I like the logistics and the strategy that goes into it. So I thoroughly enjoy prep. Yeah, I would I would have to agree. I definitely love prep. I mean, we're, do, we're in prep every day, you know? So it's like yeah. you kind of have to enjoy that process because, you know, you're doing it more than everything else, I guess. Yeah, I mean, year round you have a goal in mind. So I think that's the fun part. Yeah. So I would love to learn a little bit more about how you got started in your fitness journey and what led you into, you know, bikini. <laughs> well, um, so in high school, like, you know, a lot of people can say they do, they've done sports and, and things like that. I did sports just, I always wanted to be a part of something. I wanted, you know, girlfriends, I wanted after school activities and things to do on the weekends, keep me out of trouble. So I did soccer, um, field hockey, cheerleading, all those things. And, I wasn't um, very confident. I was always kind of like, um, I wasn't very good at anything. <laughs> so, but I always tried to do them and I always wanted to participate and, and just uh, make my parents proud and, and things like that. So uh, I did sports. So I was familiar with training and, you know, discipline and trying to, you know, do my best. And then um, graduated and I went to college and nothing stimulated me. So I ended up moving a couple times. And then I eventually moved to Newark, New Jersey, and someone had come up to me in a gym and asked me if I did uh, bikini competitions, and I didn't. I, I was actually very super unfamiliar with it, so I really didn't know what we were talking about here. But um, I ended up getting some information about the MPC 
Garden States uh, 2000, for 2013. And I ended up training for that. It took me eight weeks. I just, I had, I had no idea what I was doing, but I just did whatever I thought was right. And I actually ended up getting first place in my very first show ever. So I just kind of got that stamp of approval for my own personal, you know, self. And I just kept going and I, I fell in love with it. Wow. So after you started and you fell in love with it, did you know that you wanted to become a pro? Um, I, I had heard of, you know, becoming pro, uh, getting a pro card. You know, you look up to Shara Robles. You look up to, I looked up to Stacey Alexander, Janet Leug. Um, these are all the girls that were around at the time. Um, who else? A couple other people, but uh, Natalia Mello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all those wonderful. There's just outstanding women. So, and they're all just they're also so classic and so classy and so professional. And um, so you you know you look up to those people. When I decided, I finally knew what being a pro meant. It just meant you know having a lot more responsibility, being professional, carrying yourself to a different standard, um, being you know living with integrity motivating people, inspiring people, um, marketing yourself, things like that. Um, once I knew what the responsibility held, I began fighting for that spot, um, trying to get my pro card. And my very first show was MPC um, Universe in 2014, and I got sixth. And I said, holy smokes, that was very close. And I had, it was, I was like, at, you know, kind of like the last straw. I was really, really worn out because I had coached myself. So it was a little different. Um, and I ended up placing first a couple weeks later at North Americans and got my pro card. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned that I thought was very bold was, you know, you said that you take this very, very seriously. You take your professional career very seriously. What exactly does that mean to you? Um, like I said, I never really fell in love with anything else, you know, in the rest, the rest of my life besides my cats and my husband. But, you know, um, it's... What this is for me, it's, it's literally a daily thing. I wait, I let it wake me up every single day. So, and I wake up, I get to check in my girls. I get to help them reach their goals. And in the meantime, I get to, to achieve my goals too, as a coach, as a person, as a wife, you know, all, all angles of the field. So I think what I mean by taking it seriously is that I just try to do everything with purpose every day. And I think that honestly is why I'm so successful in, in all corners. So, no, I would second that. I think it's amazing, you know, that you do take it seriously and you do, you know, shed light on all the the beautiful things that it's brought to you. You know, yeah. it's you know, it's so great that you're, you know, you're very grateful and you know, you don't take any of it for granted, which is so important. And it's gotten you to where you are today, which is just so magical. I love it. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and that's honestly, that's another thing. I just, I feel like the past couple of years have just been so monumental for, for growth and, and travel and things like that. And that just brings me so much joy and that's what keeps me going too. So. Yay. Yeah. So I know like you've coached yourself in the past, you've had coaches and before, but what was mm -hmm. it like going from a coach and then actually deciding that, you know what, I'm actually going to start training myself again. Well, I came into the industry coaching myself. So I coached myself to my pro card. And then I worked with um, three coaches in the meantime. Um, or in, you know, in between, I had a coach going um, from my pro card to my first three pro shows. And then the following year, I coached myself to my very first Olympia. 
and I did 11 shows that year. Wow. So it was, I really wanted to be there. I really wanted to get on that Olympia stage as soon as possible to kind of see where I stood and, and, uh, grow from there and just get the experience. Um, and then the following year I worked with a coach and I took some time off. I've done all my reversing and off season things, things like that. And then this year I just decided, uh, ever since, um, October of last year, I've been coaching myself and I just kind of just put my foot down and I said, I know myself better than anybody else. And I did it before I could do it again. So I did it and I can't believe I'm going to the Olympia under my own wing again. That's amazing. Obviously with the support of everyone around me, we don't do these things alone, but it was, it's super cool to know that the reward is just, I, it's not really explainable. It's super, super cool. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not a lot of people can actually say that, you know, what were some of the obstacles that you face actually making the shift? Um, well, since I had a long off season, it went reluctantly well. So to actually come down into prep, honestly, it really wasn't much of a, a big, big impact for me, um, emotionally or physically, because I had so much time off. This was my first time that I really actually had more than like two or three months off at any given time. I've just been going and going and going. And I finally said, you, you've got to sit down, you've got to take some time off. And, you know, I got married and everything. So I took the time off and I came back and I just slowly coasted in and everything just went really, really well. So, I mean, I don't really have any complaints. That's awesome. And and what are some tips that you could share to other girls who coach themselves or maybe wanting to start doing that. The biggest thing is don't make changes based on emotion. You have to think logically at all times. So don't change the plan because you're hungry. Don't change the plan, you know, because, uh, because you're in a mood, you know what I mean? So don't, don't make um, changes based off emotion. You have to step back out of the box as if you were a coach outside of the box and base it on a logistic, you know, ideal. And I'm sorry. I'm just so intrigued. So what are some of your like methods like to coaching yourself? Is there like a certain approach that you like to follow? Do you do more of like intuitive eating? Like kind of? Um, Yeah, I would, I would honestly, I would call it intuitive. Um, I mean, until you reach a certain point, I start my preps, um, pretty high and, you know, you have to kind of reel yourself in and kind of figure out where your, your deficit is. Um, like I've never gotten my body fat tested, my metabolic, nothing. I've never got any of that tested. I've always just watched and, and listened. So I will start, you know, at, at a certain point, bring myself down to where I see my body responding. And then you really just kind of go from there. Um, the last three weeks, I've really, I've been able to eat pretty intuitively just, um, just by going off what I look like and staying off the scale. Um, and honestly, that, that paid off, obviously that paid off in a really, really good way. So uh, but I do know when I was, cause it sounds easy and it's not, but I remember like the first time I was coaching myself, it was a lot of, um, taking notes, um, keeping check of sodium, water, um, all your macros and micros every single day, getting on the scale every day, just seeing what certain foods do to your body, what certain foods, you know, aid in the process, some slow it down or how you're feeling and, you know, just different things like that. I was very, very, um, I was very detailed and strategic when dieting and and training myself the first time. So, and that's how you learn too. And you go through a lot of trial and error. So you might have to take a couple steps back before you can take a step forward sometimes. But 
at least you get to take that step forward. So, but um, this time around, admirable. Thank you. Well, I this time around, I honestly, I just feel it's a whole, it's a completely different world. I've been able to just really um, step back from, you know, because I did three shows back to back, so it was way different. I was staying very, very full. Um, because my body tends to uh, just shrink up so, so quick. I'm, a, I'm an all-natural athlete. I've been lifetime natural. So I do notice that when I do do those shows back-to-back, everything kind of does get a little bit out of my control. So I that's why I stay off the scale and I just focus on what I look like. But other than that, um, I love coaching myself. I love the the trial and error part of it. The experimentation is so fun. Wow. I think that's so admirable. I think um, that's amazing. I don't know if I would ever do it, but maybe in the off season, I could just kind of play around. <laughs> that's a good, that's See how far I could a, get. <laughs> it's a good place to start. It really, really, really is. You've already inspired me. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good place to start. And I'm telling you, and you can, you can grow and you can learn with yourself. And uh, yeah, someday you will be able to put yourself on stage with your own instruction. It's, it's super rewarding. Wow. Do, do you think that you'll ever get a coach in the future? Nope. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I love how, how honest you are. Yeah. I just, I don't know. This process is just, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. A coach telling you to eat 85 grams of carbs and you telling yourself to eat 85 grams of carbs is way different. I've never eaten as low as 85 grams of carbs. My body has never had to do that. I'm five, seven. I have a decent amount of muscle. Um, and my metabolism is crazy. Um, year round. So um, I've never had to eat that low. But the difference is, it's huge when somebody is making you eat 85 grams, and you're telling yourself to eat 85 grams. You know what I mean? That's just a good example. Yeah, definitely. So I I believe that mentality is huge, especially when getting to, you know, the level that you're at. How do you nurture your mentality? Um. I would say, again, because I do work and live with the, the most integrity that I can possibly have every single day and work to the best of my abilities, that's probably what it is. Um, and also, like I know that there is stress involved in the whole process physically and mentally, but I have been able to, over time, just look at stress in a way different way. Um, and obviously, there's good stress and there's bad stress. But... Um, I think that just channeling stress in a different way is obviously going to help you enjoy the process more too. So that'll help just keep the spark alive. How do you channel your stress? Um, I mean, I don't really ever, like, I don't need to like channel it in a certain way. I just look at it, you know, you can look at things as like an opportunity. Say you've got 20 appointments that day, um, and you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I have 20 appointments that day. You've already setting yourself up for a very stressful day. Instead, you need to look at those situations as opportunities, opportunities to just speak with people, to learn something they have to say, to share information, to um, get outside, to get moving, to just be a part of something, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just think that looking at stuff like opportunities rather than stressors and things that can hold you back is a way better perspective. No, I, I love that. And I feel like you really, really do that. I mean, just in the couple of moments or a couple of times that I've talked to you, I'm like, wow, she's very optimistic. I love the way she thinks. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious, when did you know that you wanted to start coaching? Um, when was it the first moment I wanted to start coaching? 
Um, okay, so I had met um, this girl at my university gym, and she was just interested in what I was doing. And I said, oh, you want to do it? And she's like, yeah, but I couldn't. And I said, yeah, you could. And I ended up coaching her. Um, so this was right after my first, or no, yeah, so it was after my pro card we started training together. Um, not that that's a qualification, but, uh, cause it's not, <laughs> but, um, we just started, you know, training together and I helped her with her diet and things like that. And she was seeing progress. So she said, I really want you to actually invest yourself into this. She's like, I'll pay you. I said, okay. So we started doing that and she ended up getting second in her open class of like 20 people at her very first show. Wow. So yeah. So we just, I, I just kind of got the, the itch from there and, um, just started, you know, kind of getting more certifications and more education, more knowledge and more experience and just kept it rolling. And now I, you know, I've got my own team. They named themselves a couple of years ago. So it's stuck team Casey. I know. I, I saw that. I think that's super clever. They just started hashtagging team Casey. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. And I can't, I still to like this day, it makes me just like well up the fact that they want to wear my name on their shirts. It that that feeling is not not you can't replace it that's nuts yeah that's so awesome and and you know something that I'm sure a lot of people who coach and compete at the same time you know they kind of want to know like how are you able to do both well um I want to say probably because one of my ex-coaches told me to my face that I couldn't be a good coach and a good athlete Mm. so I live for proving people wrong so I think that that's honestly something that drives me to do that every day. And also I thoroughly enjoy it. Mm, Yeah. That's so important. You, you absolutely have to enjoy it because if you don't, then it's just, (laughs) it's not gonna, you're not going to be successful with it. And that, I mean, that's with a lot of things though. Yeah. That's anything in life. You know, it just so happens that this is what I do. You know what I mean? And I, I absolutely love it. Like I said, your passion should wake you up every day. If not before your alarm, at least, you know, sometime in the morning after your coffee, But, um, I think that just being able to see my girls, you know, I, I stay in contact with them every day of the week, pretty much a majority of them. So I love checking in on them extra days. I love, you know, hearing from them. I, they come travel to see me. I go see them. It's, it brings me so much joy. I get to travel. I get to meet these girls. I get to help them reach their goals. That's, um, that's again, I, I got a real dream job here. So what's your mission behind, um, your team? Team Casey? Uh, To do everything in a healthy, sustainable manner. So if I think an athlete needs rest, they'll know that they need rest. If their calories are getting too low, we don't do a show. We reverse and we we get another game plan going. Um, Always support one another. And I am actually super selective when I bring girls onto the team based on personality. So I get to know these athletes before I bring them onto the team a little bit, just because I like the, I really like the demeanor of the team right now. I like the aura that the team gives one another puts out and um, just, just has They're they're classy, they're professional. They're all beautiful. They're all very sweet and they're all so hardworking. So um, I think that that's kind of what my mission is just to make sure that everybody is super well-rounded and they have a life outside of competing that they can harmonize inside of competing. 
Yeah, that's so important. I love that you're doing that every single day and that, you know, you actually genuinely love what you're doing, you know, and it's making a big impact. I mean, you're impacting girls' lives all the time. And I think that's just so, so incredibly special. Thank you. So have you, have you ever had to coach on show day? Yeah, I do it all the time. Oh my goodness. How yeah. do you deal with that? <laughs> I, I thrive off of it. So I love it. I, I love it to death. I, you know, with, I make sure that the girls are just ready ahead of time. And then we check in with each other, each other all day long. And, and it's awesome because I think that it gives them a little bit of a push to, to just really kill it that day because they know that I'm doing the same thing. So, and it's so nice at the bottom of the day, when they get off stage, they said, I had such a great day. I killed it. I felt good. I looked good. And, and then I also get to report back to them that I did well. It's just, it's, it's really cool. It's a full circle, you know, inspirational circle. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I bet it. that's really cool. It's kind of like you guys are each other's cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really, really fun day. And it, sometimes I even get to actually compete alongside of them too. You know what I mean? And the same day if it's an amateur pro show. So, and that's always fun too. Do you have any coaches on your team? And if so, like, how do you go about hiring your coaches? Um, I have one coach. She's a lifestyle coach. Her name is Abigail Hudak, and she's also a competitor on Team Casey. So she um, trained and dieted herself from 170 pounds to what she is now, which is around um, her stage weight is around 120-ish, a little bit higher, um, and she's at about 135. So she has gotten herself um, to a certain point over a, the course of a year. Um, so for me, when I look at Abigail she did that for herself, first of all. So she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot of moxie and a lot of knowledge. And then I met her, she joined the team after that. Um, and that was like, you know, that was kind of her goal to get to a place where she could compete. So, um, she joined my team and she, you know, she always asked questions, was always very, um, just always very wanted to know what was going on, why I was doing things, what would happen to see if I could predict things would ha you know, would happen and, and things like that. She was always very intrigued and interested in what I did and just, you know, never, never asked me any questions about, you know, why, you know, she wanted to make sure she was doing everything correctly, but she didn't make any excuses about anything is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That makes perfect. So, yeah. She's uh she's a brilliant, brilliant girl. And she has a lot of girls that she's coaching right now. I believe she has 15, lifestyle clients. Um, and for me, I just, um, she has experience, um, on my side and her side. And then she also has a couple certifications that I needed her to have just to, um, make sure that she knew what was going on and she had different things to back her up as well. So, but she has literally had a 100% success rate since starting as my lifestyle lifestyle trainer in March. Wow. So, yeah, it's amazing. So we have a total of about 40 girls right now on Team Casey. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. She's a, she's such a good person. I hope she listens to this. I'm sure she will. <laughs> <laughs> I know just the way that you speak about her, I can tell that she's in a really, really awesome person. I was actually reading about her and I was very, very um, just like taken back by her story. I was like, wow, that's so amazing. So many girls would love to do what she did. You know, not everybody can do that. You know, right. a lot of people YOLO, it's, it's very difficult. So when you have someone who's been able to actually do that and maintain and find what we all want, which is balance in our life, I mean, that's very attractive and, and, um, you know, so many people can learn from that, you know? So I think that's awesome. Yeah. 
she's finally found that that balance and harmony in her life where she can you know she doesn't base anything around food and she can enjoy herself and if she has um something that's out of the you know out of the blue and it doesn't affect her training it doesn't affect her mindset you know if anything it aids in um you know, obviously an energy and the way she thinks about things and, and pushes her to be her best every day. You know what I mean? So I think that that's, that's like one, that's actually a really, um, something that I pride myself into. So harmonizing things is really super important. Yeah. So how do you maintain consistency within your brand? Um, I, again, like I said, I think just making sure that everything is super, super honest. So you have to be honest with yourself about things. Like, is this client doing as well as I predicted? Yes or no. Um, do you, you know, am I being, am I being as attentive as I possibly can? Yes or no. Am I spending enough time with each client? Uh, yes or no. You know what I mean? So I think what makes team Casey successful is the fact that if I feel as if I need to make sure that I check in with everyone, you know, double time, three times during the week, or if I know that, there's someone struggling out there. Um, you know, they got a new job or things like that. I check in. Um, I just try to go the extra mile all the time. And that's honestly just because I love it. And I want to make sure that everyone is successful at the end of the day. I want my success rate to be 100% every single time. And I want it to be sustainable, a sustainable approach, mentally healthy and physically healthy. Definitely. And, and I know that you, you know, you said that you were very selective when you like choose, you know, your clients and whatnot. So I thought it was kind of interesting when you guys kind of talked about like what it meant to be coachable. Could you kind of share some of those, um, some of the things that you guys addressed? Oh, yeah. Um, so we, to be coachable is just to open up your mind and to, if you had a bad experience in the past, that obviously wasn't a good method either for you personally or all together. Um, so you have to be able to open up your mind to new things, to new changes, to new elements, to new methods, and just be coachable. If, um, if you're asked to do something or you're recommended to do something, you should do it instead of, you know, and then making sure that you respond, um, to text messages, um, send your check-ins, no excuses, uh, just things like that. Just, just to, being coachable is just simply doing what is recommended and doing it in a timely manner. I mean, it sounds like and you're talking, you're saying it and you're just like, uh, this is kind of like uh, obvious, right? But <laughs> but um, I feel like a lot of us, you know, um, who are just starting out, like it's very common to see that, you know, girls don't check in or they don't think they need to check in or they don't think that they need to respond to messages at a certain time. They don't, they don't, it's not like they don't think so, but they don't realize how much that really affects their progress. You know, they're not, they're not aware of how all these little things really matter and how all these things are going to help you become like the best athlete. So that's honestly like why I asked, because I think that the things that you listed were so important and people do need to hear those things. Like, you know, if you're trying to get to the top, like, you know, if you're trying to actually, you know, um, transform your body and, you know, compete or step on stage, whatever your goals are, then you really do need to adhere to these, to these, um, you know, these things. Yeah, it's definitely a learning and growing process. And communication is probably the top priority. Yeah, you know, cause the state, the stage will always be there. If we have 12 weeks to do it and for, you know, something happens in the middle, communication is going to be what solves the problem. Definitely. So in your, in your opinion, um, especially, you know, being a, like a coach and like a top pro competitor, 
Um, what do you think sets professionals apart from amateurs? Um, hmm. One thing is response to not doing as well as you hoped. So being a professional is being able to accept placements and move forward. So I've always, ever since day one, I have always looked at a placement as a reason to improve. I've even left the stage. I've, I've won shows and I would still stand in line and wait for Sandy to give me feedback. So you always leave the stage wanting to improve whether you got first, fifth, 10th, or 15th. So I think that's, that's super important um, as, as a professional and that might differ. So, you know, some, some individuals will take the, take your first place and just, and walk away and jump in the nationals with no feedback when in reality, they're still, you know, they were just the best body that showed up that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And this is coming from both, um, you know, being an athlete and both a coach standpoint. So, and again, honesty with yourself too is going to make you successful. So you can't, um, you have to know when to do something, when not to do something. So professionals usually know when to do something and when not to do something. So if you, you know, like pump up routines and, and things like that, like even like show day specifics, uh, especially, but, and I also think with, as professionals, you've been doing it for a longer amount of time. So your body's a little bit more adjusted to, um, the wave of prep and show day and things like that. So we can kind of just as, you know, when I was a rookie professional, it was a little bit different, but now that I'm very seasoned, I've been doing it for a couple of years. Show day is no different than any other day for me. You just, you just look, you're tan and you've got some jewelry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just seeing all of your, um, just, just seeing the fruit of your labor, just kind of displayed, um, on stage and you get to have a little bit of fun, but for the most part, I honestly just think what sets apart the professionals and the amateurs is the humbleness. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that, Casey. What coaching methods do you use to push your clients? Um, I got lucky that I'm just a, a very good athlete. So I think that that helps. Um, that, that takes place, I think, in somewhere in there. Um, the fact that I also compete and I'm just I'm actively competing, I think is one method in, in which to motivate my clients. Um, and then also, and I mean, when you get down to like actual details, you have meal plans and flexible dieting. Um, you have a balance of stressors. So, um, I mean, I hope this is what you meant. Yeah, um, definitely. so like if their life is super, super stressful, say they're, they're, they're like a, you know, a, a nurse and their, their day is, you know, constantly on their feet running around, you know, crazy and, um, stressful and, you know, and uh, takes an emotional toll and things like that. Um, their timing is different for meals and you have to really evaluate the client to know what's the best for them. Um, if that comes down to types of food, how much food, how many meals a day, how much water, what supplements, um, types of cardio, types of training, uh, frequency of training and cardio. Um, so a lot of that stuff difference, not, not, there's no two people that are the same. So, I mean, especially when, um, you've got, you know, you have 40 girls, literally none of them are going to be the same. When you have, you know, like a thousand people, odds are some might be almost the same, you know what I mean? Within a certain small percentage, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a lot that happens when you go into making a training and dieting plan and even, um, recovery for a certain client. So 
some of my clients, I instruct on getting adjustments and um, trigger work and Graston and massages and stuff, uh, sometimes twice a week, sometimes once a week, sometimes once a month. Um, and I, you know, I just try to make sure that everybody does this in a sustainable manner, depending on what their lifestyle is outside of competing. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you pay a lot of attention to your clients. And I think Mm -hmm. that's so important. Like you're very detail oriented. And I think that's so important when you're coaching girls and you, you have like their health in your hands. So uh, that's, I think that's awesome. Thank you. I I mean, for me, I love doing it. That's in order to be good at it, you've got to pay attention and you've got to have the experience. You've got to have the knowledge and you have to be detailed. Have you ever experienced a plateau yourself? And if so, like, how do you break past your plateaus? Um, I have, but not, um, not often. So I, I used to actually, um, trying to think here, my last one. Okay. So I would say my, my very last one was coming out of my off season this year. Um, and I had to, there's either, there's two ways to go about it. Either you need more rest and recovery, or you need to push yourself a little bit harder. So, but for me, I never, um, I never, like if I've been going and going and going and going, then odds are it's probably the rest factor. Um, or, you know, if you haven't, if you know, if you have enough energy and things like that and, and everything's going smoothly, odds are you're just not expending enough energy in order to put yourself and some sort of deficit in order to get past that plateau. So you kind of, um, you kind of see what it is that's holding you back. Is it your food or is it your lack of cardio? Or are you not pushing yourself hard enough in the gym? So I never, I never move both things at once. Um, because then you're putting yourself at a double deficit. So you don't get to, you don't get to see like maybe if 50 more calories burned might actually get you past that plateau a lot quicker than dropping your food. Or like I would never do more minutes of cardio plus drop food mm. because then you're not meeting yourself in the middle. Exactly. You're, you're going from one thing to an extreme. Mm. So you have to, you have to figure out which one, you know what I mean? So if you think you're, you know, you can drop your food, your energy's great. You could probably drop your food a little bit, keep your cardio the same or advice, you know, just, it, it, you kind of just have to feel it out. No, I think that's important. I mean, one thing that you mentioned right there was different. You know, some people do like, both, you know, or they do everything or <laughs> they're like, yeah. all right, we're going to take a rest day. We're going to drop our food and we're going to increase our cardio. You know what I mean? Or we're going to take this away, take that away or add all this stuff. We just change too many variables. So we never know what's going on. So I love that you kind of, you know, right. dissect the variables to find out what's going on and, and kind of break past the plateaus that way. Precisely. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested, like we were talking about your, your journey to the Arnold and you were talking about like different perspectives that, you know, you didn't really, I guess, see in a certain way that kind of helped you, um, you know, get to that third place placing in 2018. So I left the Bikini Olympia in 2017 with a fourth place finish. So um, I felt very, very good and was ready to get a little bit of rest and recovery and a little bit of an off season in, in order to get to the Arnold stage and just kind of be refreshed, get that body looking much more full and, and healthier. And, um, around it was January. I actually had flown to Pittsburgh to do my 
wrote to the Arnold video and photo shoot with J.M. Mannion. And I had contracted somewhere there. Um, I don't know if it was at the Airbnb, um, my food, the plane, or um, the makeup artist or something. I don't know what it was. Um, it wasn't J.M.'s makeup artist. I found someone locally. Um, but I had contracted an intestinal infection. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so something was going on with the lining of my, my gut. The bacteria was all messed up. So um, I ended up in that next week, I ended up with about nine pounds of inflammation. Mm. And I was very close to the Arnold's. I was, I think I was about four weeks out and I wasn't really receiving, like receiving much guidance or much help or much clarification or support from, um, the person that I was confiding in at the time for the support. Um, it wasn't my husband. My husband was very supportive, but, um, I just don't want to mention names right now. That's fine. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, it was just something that I had felt pressure for the first time in my life because mm-hmm. my body was going the wrong way. And I had found out from my doctor, he said that it would clear up in a couple of weeks. And I said, so the biggest show of my life, um, something I've been looking forward to for years, uh, I had the intestinal infection and it wasn't going away. So I, my body ended up building up so much toxin or, you know, just toxic waste and, you know, just things like that, um, that I actually, my body would freeze. I would get feelings of like my whole body just felt like beef jerky and I got severely dehydrated for no reason. Nothing changed, you know what I mean? In my diet and, and things like that. It just felt, it was just very, very hard. Um, and after all that stuff went away, I decided that I was going to take it into my own hands. I was about three weeks out from the Arnold's and uh, I started doing my own diet, my own training, resting, recovery, changed a lot of my foods in my diet to help just ease the process and make me feel better. And um, I got to the Arnold's and it was, I was not 100%. I didn't feel 100%. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I mentally, like physically, I was not 100%, but mentally I was 100% because going through that made me realize that no matter what happens, you still have to show up. And it was one of those, I don't like to use the term fake it till you make it, but (laughs) if you, if you you act like you did everything for a purpose and with purpose, and I did, I did everything that I possibly could to the best of my abilities to heal and to feel better and to have a good attitude about it. And I had a great attitude about it. I was so excited to be there. Um, I got up on stage and it was the first time that I didn't feel nervous. I said, I did everything to the best of my abilities. This is not in my hands anymore. And I got up on stage, literally no nerves. It was the first time I never shook (laughs) and I ended up getting third place at the Arnold's and it was just, it just goes to show that if you are in the right mindset, things will happen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just yeah. got chills listening to all of that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh I, I, it proved so many different things to me. So, and, and here too, like this last show, I was very tired. I did not feel like flying out to Portland and, and, and things like, you know, just all those things all together. I didn't feel like doing the tan again. And, but I just, I just closed my eyes and did it all. And, and it paid off tremendously. I mm-hmm. ended up with an Olympia qualification for next year. So I get to, I get to work towards that now. So 
Yeah. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Really just, you know, not focusing so much on how you feel, but focusing on, you know, the duties that and the promises you you made to yourself. You know, Absolutely. And just fulfilling those. I love that. So um, I, I'm kind of like going to just shift this random, but I kind of want to know like your thoughts of the Olympia qualification system because we had it like kind of want to know like what you thought of it before and what you think of the new Olympia qualification system so before it was um for everyone listening we had to qualify based on points whoever got I think 20 of 20 the top 20 girls who qualified or had the most points got to qualify along with the last five girls who placed top five and now um it's back to what it used to be where if you win a show you get to go so what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think um, because I think it was the point system for what, two years, right? I believe so. Or maybe yes. one. I don't know. I think one or two. Well, I remember my first Olympia qualification was points. So, or yeah, it was win it and you go in. Oh, yeah. So you're right. Maybe, maybe it was the one. Um, but uh, I think the, I think what we're looking at is the fact that the quality of the athlete was diminishing mm-hmm. because everybody was getting on stage so many times to rack up those points. And then by the time they racked up their points, it was Olympia time and the quality was just, you know, a little bit different. So, or, you know, people would try at the end of the year to try to, you know, round up points and then sit down and then they would compete a couple shows going into the Olympia. And by then, you know, their bodies would be shot just to secure their points. You know what I mean? So I think that, um, I honestly think that if they want quality athletes at the Olympia in and when, you know, or you win, you're in type of thing and then they you know they do the elimination process um based you know based off what they see at prejudging and and then whoever makes it to finals I like it I think it's a good thing and then athletes aren't beating themselves up all year long because at least the athlete will be healthy if they're smart and they sit down the athlete will be healthy and look much much better by the time they get to that Olympia stage where they're going to have the entire nation watching you on camera you know what I mean so yeah definitely I think it's a good business move uh, for the um, IFBB Professional League. And then also, I know that they always have the athletes' best interests in mind, too. Mm -hmm. So I think that this all around was a really good move to go back to the old way. Yeah, I'm super excited. That's amazing. I'm I'm excited. And and you're qualified. So yay. Yeah, man. (laughs) Doing this thing. (laughs) Yeah, prayer, you betcha. So what are some of the greatest things competing has brought to you? Oh boy. So I was always, like I said, I was going like always kind of introverted and, um, I didn't really hang out with like the best people growing up, but, um, I would say that the MPC and IFBB have brought me the courage to travel more, to realize that travel is priceless and the memories that I've made competing and the things that I've seen competing are absolutely irreplaceable. I have all those things with me to carry for the rest of my life. And then I have my team. I would have never found what I love to do every single day without being introduced to the NPC. Mm. So I plan to do this forever. So I, I mean, if I'm not going to be coaching forever, I want to be a part of this organization the MPC and the IFBB for the remainder of my days because I absolutely love every single thing about it. Yeah, that was, that was, I was going to ask you too, like, what are your goals? Like in the organization, do you want to be Miss Bikini Olympia? What are your goals? Of course I do. 
Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I think my benefit this year is to be able to take the time that I need to build whatever I need to build, you know, just have the, a different aesthetic and, you know, just work and stay busy and, and just, you know what I mean? And just kind of go like coast into that Olympia um, rather than beat myself up all year long, trying to get those points to go in. So I've never had this type of opportunity going into the Olympia before. So, and I've, you know, I've been so close. So I just, I, I feel like I can, you know, at least rake in enough, enough time now to have a better chance. Yes. I think that's amazing. And, and it is an opportunity. I love the way you look at it. I love your perspective of everything. Yeah. Thank you. So it's been such an honor, like having you here and learning so much about who you are and what you stand for. And just like your journey as a whole, it's been amazing. And we are coming to the bikini diaries question and you can answer this question any which way that you would like. Okay. If there is one thing you could confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank, dear diary. <laughs> um, <sighs> dear diary, where is my libido? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Thank you for your confession. <laughs> yeah, like that is it. That is definitely it. Because I have the most handsome husband on the planet. <laughs> and I ask myself every day, I go, what, you know, what, what, where's this force field coming from? What is happening? Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and if there is one piece of advice that you could give to someone wanting to become a professional in the sport, what would you give them? Uh, the moment you feel like you want to give up, you got to keep pushing. Mm. It's uh, that's when all the changes happen. Everything changes. Perspective is given. Reward is received in some way, shape or form and lessons are learned in that moment. It's very pivotal. Awesome. Thank you so much, Casey. So if we wanted to follow you or sign up to work with you, where would we go? Uh, my website is www.officialteamcasey.com and you can follow me at Casey Samsel underscore bikini on Instagram. And we also have a team Casey page, which is team underscore Casey. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're so excited to follow your journey to the Olympia. This was so cool and so fun. Yeah, we'll have to keep in touch and do it again. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode, and you know someone who may love this episode, just as much as you and I loved this episode, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share it with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.